any of you who've been married without children, I feel like that's an opportunity of, in terms of intimacy and sex and connection that you get to explore as newlyweds, right? Yeah. Well, we had a three-year-old watching Barney while we are trying to screw quietly in the other room. <laughs> Hi, I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast, where we explore all the pieces that make up a woman, mind, body, and soul. By embracing all complexities of being a woman, our goal is to share real stories that inspire growth and empower all women to be the best versions of themselves. And as Maya Angelou so eloquently said, when we know better, we do better. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Okay, so I am so excited to have Jenna Thompson on our show. I reached out to Jenna, I want to say a few weeks ago. I might have had about three or four glasses of wine. So she's probably questioning what I was talking about at the time. But we want to talk about all things marriage. We want to talk about why Jenna is still horny after 25 years of marriage. And really dive into what kind of makes a 25-year marriage still have the passion, the intimacy, the connection, and how she's been able to do that with her husband, Trace. But before we get in and give Jenna her background, I just want to say Jenna Thompson has been a light in my life for about the past four years. You can correct me, Jenna, if I'm wrong on that. I want to say we met about four years ago, and we met one of my bereaved mother retreats. And Jenna came in super strong personality. Honestly, I was, I was a little bit intimidated when I first met her. And I remember sitting in our circle as the mothers were introducing themselves and sharing their stories. And the entire time I was sitting there, I was a little nervous because as we got through about four mothers, nobody was saying fuck. And I didn't know how I was going to get through the weekend if I couldn't say the word fuck. And I happened to be one of the last moms talking, maybe it was the third to fourth last mom talking. And I had had this preconceived notion about her somewhat. I would already kind of like set the tone for who I thought Jenna was. And all of a sudden she shares her story and she just, ah, fuck comes out of her mouth. And I'm like, yes, this is my person. She just broke the ice in this bereaved mother's grief retreat. And since then we have just built this friendship she has taught me so much. I have so many things that I do admire about you, Jenna. One thing I love the most is your raw, your realness, and how you talk about sex. So I wanted to <laughs> lead with that and give us a little bit of your background, and then we'll just kind of have coffee talk at two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Thank you, Christy. That was so nice and kind. And yes, I don't think you should lose a child without saying fuck. <laughs> And I didn't always say it. And honestly, there's a lot of current life circumstances where or I think back and I'm like, I, I didn't even swear like that then. I missed that chance. I want to make up for it. So yes, if a swearing offends you, please go watch another podcast. Thanks for coming. This will probably not be the one for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Christy and I met at the Bereaved Mothers Retreat. My history, I'm 48 years young and 25 years happily married. I write that on every form I fill out when it says married, divorced, separated. I always write married and write happily at the top. Um, I met Trace. We worked together and I tried to get him to go out with me for like a year, like hard, or I thought hard. Maybe my game just sucked back then and I didn't know it. I tried to flirt with him. I 
gave him breast mints when he walked by my desk. We worked in different departments. Um, one day it was snowy. I had a skirt on. I walked over to his desk to try to get him alone and asked him if he'd come scrape off my car. And he looked me up and down and said, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like, I, and then I just was like, okay, you know, he's with someone else. Cause that makes you feel better. Right. When someone's ignoring you, <laughs> maybe he doesn't <laughs> like girls that made me feel a teeny bit better for a minute. And uh, finally, we went out to lunch one day. He it was actually a sympathy date. He saw me um, with my dad, who he didn't know it was with my dad and thought I was with some old guy. And he decided that he'd go to lunch with me. So we've been together every day since. And it just was something that clicked hard and fast. But part of that background is I had a two-year-old daughter at the time. And I have a gorgeous two-year-old daughter who doesn't look like me or Trace. People ask her what her ethnicity is, and she says half black. And I, I'm like, half white, half white. Like, I was in this. I was part of this. <laughs> He's like, Mom, that's not what they're asking. <laughs> so I oh want to set that stage just so you understand Trace and meeting me and not only choosing me, but choosing us. Like, coming into a relationship with Insta family. He's this, you know, sweet man who lived at home till the day we were married. Obviously, I lived on my own with Carly. She was three when we got married. So any of you who've been married without children, I feel like that's an opportunity of, in terms of intimacy and sex and connection that you get to explore as newlyweds, right? Yeah. Well, we had a three-year-old watching Barney while we're trying to screw quietly in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's a different dynamic that maybe our beginnings made us try a little harder just because we had to in, the, in having a child right when we started. But obviously, there's lots of mixed families and circumstances, so I know I'm not unique there. One of the foundations that I think makes Trace and I's marriage so successful, and I want to share, we're talking not just about marriage, long-term relationships, being in committed relationships, whether they're with, you know, same sex, opposite sex, none of that matters. Long-term relationships have a different dynamic. And I truly believe that intimacy is the foundation of the dynamic. And sometimes I think that gets lost. You can have sex without being intimate. And you can be super intimate and deeply connected to people. I feel like Christy and I, and even at the bereaved mothers, it's an intimate connection with strangers to sit in a room and share how your kid died. And so there's a difference in those things. So as I share today, they're very different. And I have made a lifelong commitment to cultivate intimacy. And I feel like that makes us have better sex. So part of intimacy is I don't know. When you're young, you kind of don't know, right? You are just a little bit more naturally horny. Your body looks better. You feel better about getting naked. You know, <laughs> things just seem easier that way. Like you don't have to try. It just happens. Or in my case, you got to sneak it in where you can. And then as years go by in time and you get that kind of comfortable, familiar, some of it can be like, all right, you know, we're, we're doing this and we're doing this fast. And because we just can once a week, like kind of it's a automatic routine and it becomes almost something that's scheduled. and. I know the flip side, I've had great girlfriends and family members who struggled with fertility and then sex is a job and it can be very disappointing and frustrating and it doesn't feel like it's this intimate connection of giving and receiving pleasure. So Christy, if you don't mind me sharing one of the deep conversations where Christy, if you guys all think she's really mild mannered, she threw a napkin ring and hit me in the head. <laughs> this conversation. Let's share that story. <laughs> I think it was a beaded one. I might have like, is there, you know, maybe a little mark here. So we're at the bereaved mother's retreat. I think it's the second day. We're obviously going, you know, deep into our emotions and feelings and processing the loss of our child. But one thing came up and it wasn't me who started the conversation. Somebody said something of like, I just don't want to have sex anymore. Like I've just lost my drive. Like this grief is so front and center and so heavy in my life. I don't even want to. And 
I listened for a minute to, you know, what was being shared. And then I said, for me, when my son Joey died, that was Trace in our relationship. He's like, Jenna, I like, I'm just full. Like I'm at max capacity and Trace is in law enforcement. And he retired a year ago after 22 years. That matters because people, first responders deal with such big, heavy things daily. Eight-hour shifts, 10-hour shifts, 12-hour shifts, nights, weekends. They're seeing the biggest and hardest things. So the way they process trauma or the way they learn to survive, their daily job of processing trauma is very different than someone who doesn't live in that. And so he was still working at the time. Um, Joey passed. And I, after Joey died, I remember you know trying to get it on and initiate. And we're both grief-stricken. But he's just kind of... He never would tell me no. He's just, you know, that great and would do it. But then after we had a conversation, I could tell even though his body responded that his heart wasn't in it. And I said, you know, tell me what's there for you. And he's like, I just, it's not there. It's gone like that. Went dormant, fell asleep. I don't, I don't, you know, it's not you. I love you. I just don't have any sex drive. I just, I'm just overridden with this pain and this grief. And for me, he is and was my one place of comfort in the middle of that storm. So I swear profusely, but as humans, we have addictions that help us. There's things like comfort food. I have celiacs. I can't eat pasta. My body doesn't process sugar. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Like he, in a way, was my one vice, my one place to go to have that. When that bubble feels like it's about to burst in you with frustration, pain, overload, he was the pressure valve that released that, touching him having him touch me, kissing, connecting intimately and sexually gave me that time of reprieve from pain. And I remember like going, shit, (laughs) like what now? Like I felt like a different alone in an oasis and any of you have lost anybody, not just a child. Grief is very individual, even though it's a collective loss, right? Whether it's a parent, you have siblings who lost them or a grandparent or a child and you have a spouse and siblings who all lost the same person, your journey through that pain, nobody else was Joey's mom. And so I felt very isolated. And so I made a promise to myself right then with me and Trace and intimacy. I gave myself a one year time limit. I'm like, okay, we don't know how to do this. We've never done this before. I love him. I honor him. I'm not going to be like, no, you have to screw me. I don't care if you feel like it, you know? I read you long enough, you'll get hard. It's not like, yeah, (laughs) I just let that be what it was. And I had to process my own emotions of kind of that different isolation and separation for me. And, you know, that's why there's good toys out there. Find some good reviews, get some (laughs) coconut oil in your bedroom and find the release the way you need to. But that's the foundation for Trace and I going all the way back to the beginning is our, our foundation, our marriage is open, honest communication and love and respect agreements optional. We disagree on things. We disagree on some big things in life, but we do it with respect and kindness. Because if you're treating someone outside of the bedroom in a way that doesn't make them feel good, they're not going to feel good getting naked with you. If you're harsh and grumpy, it doesn't make you want to go connect deeply. Now, what I'm going to say next is going to sound like I'm being hypocritical to that. I think sometimes connecting physically and having sex and sharing that intimate exchange of kissing slow and touching each other and caressing and, and, you know, having those connections can smooth out some of the rough edges out there outside of the bedroom. So it's kind of can be both and you have to find that balance and that give and take and also be able to communicate like Trace during working graves, which he did a lot of times, well, almost the whole 22 years, 
he would just get off, right? And we didn't really understand how much that messed with biorhythms and metabolism and everything. And I could just tell he was off. And so I was like, what do you need? Food, sleep, or sex? And if it was D, all of the above, I'm like, in what order? And this wasn't a, hey, this is going to be an hour long and we're turning on Lionel Richie and going to make love all night long. No, this is a, you need something, I can give it. And if, if you having sex with me gives you pleasure and kind of takes that pressure off whatever you're dealing with, then I was grateful as a wife, you know, to kind of give that. I know it sounds funny to say it that way, but like, no, I'm just doing this to serve you, to make you feel better in a time of your angst. And I feel like in a relationship, when you find the places that you can give and take that way, it makes them more willing to give to you in times you need, if you're willing to give to them kind of selfishly with your body. I know sometimes as women, you're like, it's messy. I mean, guys have things a lot easier and cleaner, right? <laughs> you know, they, they just are. They're not bleeding every month. They're not dripping after a nice time together. I mean, it's just their, their side of the space is cleaner. And so, but I'm saying get coconut oil in your bedroom and just be willing <laughs> to give what they might need. Well, there you go. Jenna Thompson in the raw. <laughs> I love it. So, okay. I want to ask you something. No, Jenna's not a professional. She doesn't have a background in therapy counseling, but you've held positions where women have come to you and you've probably been able to kind of, well, I know you have, because we've talked about some of the stories where they come to you and, you know, I'm, I've, experience, especially after losing Taylor, I wanted nothing to do with sex. I, I, I can relate to Trace. I just had nothing in me. But in any type of situation in a marriage, it doesn't have to be losing a child. I know you've had women come to you and they're saying, you know, I don't have that in me anymore. I, I have no drive for that. What is Jenna's response to that? Well, first, it's we're all different. And so there's not one cookie cutter answer. And anybody listening today might be hearing me and go, well, that doesn't fit. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. I mean, we're personally unique. Are you not having a sex drive because you're overwhelmed at home and you just don't have anything left? Are you not having a sex drive because there's hormone things going on? So, I mean, when someone comes to me, I kind of talk through, you know, what's going on in your life and, and try to first just listen. A lot of times when someone's sharing something deep with you, they just want someone to get it. You know, I and so I do have a lot of people that confide in me and I feel grateful for that and honored for the trust. I know a lot of people's secrets. <laughs> I know a lot of people who have locked briefcases that I've been instructed if they both die in an accident that I show up at the house first and dispose of said briefcase before any moms or kids come over. <laughs> we have that packed with girlfriends. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I think it's a good one to have. There's things that parents and kids shouldn't see. Um, but Christy, it's just I feel like it's unique. And so my answer is unique. Um, I feel like you have to find out for you. One thing Trace and I have done along the way, we did, I don't know if you guys have heard of the languages of love. Mm -hmm. So there's a test that you take to kind of understand, because I am very giving and I love, I'm a hardwired helper. So that carries over everywhere in my life. So I like to give to Trace in ways. And that's my language of love is serving and giving. And when we did the test online and my language of love is affirmation. So you just say something nice and I melt like warm butter. Um, his is service. His is doing things for him. So we've had conversations over the years and it's not some regular schedule, but every once in a while I ask him, I'm like, is there a way that I can show you that I love you more? I think I'm doing okay. I even would give myself an A, but I like to be a good student, but maybe that doesn't land that way for him. And so one time he's like, he goes, I have a hard time in the mornings. I just 
don't move faster well and I struggle. He said, it really helps me when you put out my underwear and my socks and, you know, get other things ready for the day. That helps me and it makes me feel loved by you. So again, that's part of the connection and and reinforcing the connection because sometimes I think for some people, marriage is like a check the box. I found you, I picked you, we did this. And the rest gets kind of mundane. So I feel like you have to create the moments of connection, have conversations so you know where you maybe could connect different that all of a sudden would make them, you know, so really special. So Christy, back to that point of, you know, I have no sex drive. Maybe if their husband came home and vacuumed, did the dishes, took the kids to the park for an hour, that it might refuel their tanks and make them have a little bit more. You know, maybe they need to go to their doctor and get their hormones checked. And then buy some coconut oil and just try it a few times. I also worked at a still fab shop for a while and I had guys come in and I don't, again, people just like to share things with me and they would tell me that their wives didn't want to and they weren't interested. And I don't think one of them liked my answer. I'm like, then I go, you asked me, so maybe you suck. Maybe you're not good at it. Maybe you're not doing anything that makes her so excited. She wants to do it again. Maybe you need to up your game. And they're like, oh, we got to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, we're done with this conversation. <laughs> but that's the give and take and learning and right. Every relationship, you have to learn each other and each other's, you know, yeah. triggers and likes. And so there's just not a one answer. But I, I you know, appreciate the conversation. I always hope that something I've shared made a difference and or even help someone. Look, I have friends who have husbands who've been addicted to pornography. So their whole relationship feels like they're, you know, stuck in this sexual treason, so to speak. And so it's all different and, and it can be hard and it, you know. Well, Jenna, I have to say, I mean, this is my first time meeting you, but I've heard about, I've heard all about you from Christy and complete admiration. So it's so nice to meet with you. And what my take in, in hearing you, which I love, one, you give you're really giving a lot of hope to people. I feel like all we hear about is how the divorce rate is so high. And, and but a lot of people go into marriage. It's I, 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 what's in it for me? You are totally, what can I do for you? And when you focus on the other person, it just, you, you benefit from it. But what a beautiful message. But 25 years, even without anything major trauma happening, 25 years can be hard. And I love the fact it really comes down to communication and intimacy, like you said, communication of communicating our needs to each other. But even with 25 years of just life and we get bored, how do you keep it? I, I know your commitment. You're very clear, which is awesome. What do we do? Like, do you ever get in a funk and go, man, I just, I need to step up my game or how do you keep it? How do you keep the fires burning like that? At that level, I would say. I believe in flirting. So I <laughs> flirt with my husband. I ask him if he wants to have sex in the car, in the garage when the kids are asleep. I say, I need to get laid. And you know, what time is that going to happen? Uh, you know, I, again, it's just, I keep that alive. Jenna, you're holding you're holding back so much because you are the person if we're talking about flirting, you are the person who taught me what the emoji eggplants fire. I had yeah. no idea what an eggplant was. I did not know. Well, I mean, I know what an eggplant is, but it in your garden, at 40, not emojis. Right. At 49, Jenna shed a light that I had no idea one what should have happened or could have happened. And you taught me what the kitty, the eggplant. Peaches, come on. Because <laughs> I think we were having this conversation about where, my, where I was and, and you were saying, you just need to fuck Kenny. 
Yes. And and you okay, and time you, out, Christy. Kenny bought a massage table because he wanted to touch her body more, and she's like, "Ah." Eh. And I'll lay on the table naked, be laying there when he walks in. What are you doing? Let the guy touch you and screw you. Come on. <laughs> That's what it was. And so then I was kind of sharing like where, again, seriously going into all of my excuses. And how did we come up with the sexting? Because that's what I was getting to. Let's be real. Jenna is the queen of sexting. Well, yeah, but I'm also use my words. I'll, you know, but in sexting, it's fun with emojis now. But that was the, what was so funny about that story is we're talking about it. And I'm like, Christy, you got to, you know, say, send a kiss, send a heart, uh, a eggplant, send a hot. And I want to have some hot sex tonight. What time? And so she's like, here's my phone. So I use her phone and text her husband using my emojis. And he replies, and I'll never forget this. I think we probably three people peed their pants laughing. He said, who is this? <laughs> Okay, so he knew it wasn't Christy. This is not how they communicate. This is not how they get it going, clearly. So I, that's but that's fun to me. That's that's what's Deanna keeping it alive. Discover adventure, discover luxury, discover Moab with exclusive retreats for your next vacation or event. Wake up to amazing views only minutes from Utah's most breathtaking national and state parks and Moab's best shopping and dining. Enjoy your fully stocked vacation home with private pool and hot tub. Every room is a luxurious private suite, plus daily made service and private chefs are available. Exclusive retreats. We're not your home away from home. We are better. Book today at ExclusiveRetreats.com. Here's the thing, you guys, and this may sound morose or really sweet, depending on how you say it. I'm going to get emotional. And I felt this before I've had some of the big losses I have. I've never been married to Trace today. And I come into every day that way. I've never kissed him yet today. I've never touched him yet today. And I bring that new, like, what is it going to be like to touch him today? You know, what's it going to be like to hold his hand? I'm very affectionate. So outside of anything in the bedroom, I touch him. We're in the car. I put my hand on his leg. I hold his hand. Um, if we're in line somewhere, I try to be um, rub my boobs on his back. And then I, I'm, I have a secret side goal that won't be secret after this airs of touching his dick anytime I can in a public place. So he'll be behind me and I'll reach back and just give it a brush. Um, but those are just... The little keeping it alive. I want him to always know that I want him. And you're right, Deanna. A lot of people like marriage, Some, you know, keep score or who's giving much and I gave this much. What are you going to do? I want the end of whenever Trace and I are over. If it's 99 or we die, you know, in our sleep at 100, I want it to not be equitable. I want to have given way more than I took. I want that. That's my goal in loving him, but that lets me be intimate. It helps me connect and it keeps me horny because I want him. I want him to know I want him. And Trace and I's bodies aren't what they were 25 years ago. And you know, the sleep bed commercials where the girl has a pretty camisole and the guy's all cut and wearing, and Trace is like, why don't they do him with a, like a overweight guy with back hair and skin tags and a girl wearing yoga pants and a long sleeve sweatshirt with her hair in a bun. <laughs> no shit. They should. I don't know how many mattresses they'd sell, but you know, but like, it's just being real. Our bodies change and get out of your own head. You don't look the same as you did. And if you do good for you, otherwise turn off the lights, everything looks the same in the dark and love the person you're with. But I think that comes back to outside the bedroom that you're choosing them. I choose Trace. I choose him every day. 
I know I could choose somebody else. I don't want anybody else. Even on the days that we don't like each other as much as we did the day before, I still choose him. I'd still rather have my worst day with him than my best with somebody else. And that's part of just ongoing, again, that you didn't check a box, that every day that you show up in your marriage, your long-term relationship saying, I choose this today. Jenna, that is so powerful. It goes along with, in business, we talk about a day one mentality of you got to look at your business every day as day one, because if you're not, you're not being progressive. And and I think that's so true for all relationships, marriage and your family. I mean, everybody. I mean, that is so beautiful. That's just a testament to who you are as a person. Um, or at least that's how I'm taking it. Like, what a beautiful and have to be loved by somebody. I mean, when you know they want you every day. What a beautiful gift. And yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I feel like we're at an age, I'm older. I'm in my 50s now and dealing with a lot of girlfriends, you know, all the girlfriend talk of so many women don't like sex anymore. I think so much is up here as well. The story we tell ourselves, I know a lot of things can be hormone related, relationship maybe related. I have always been, I'll just share this on air. I don't think I've ever, but I've always been very sexual. Like I, I have always really enjoyed sex. And I love sex, but I love the intimacy more. And I do agree with what you said earlier. Sometimes you have to be in, sometimes you have to have sex to have the intimacy from your partner. And it's a give and take and it's that dance. And, uh, but I, I'm so sad for so many more female friends that don't want sex, that don't like, I don't need to have it the rest of my life. And I feel like they're missing such a beautiful part of life. Me too. We're not dead. I'm like, we're not dead. Well, and the relationship, I mean, yes. you know, yeah. 25 years, I mean, there's a lot of couples out there that, you know, are in their 20, 25 and, and more, and they are existing and they're not experiencing everything you're describing, Jenna, like what you've been able to describe and your commitment to it is I want, I, I'm sad to say it, it, it might be pretty rare. Mm-hmm. It might be well, pretty rare for that's why there's, you know, romance novels sell billions of copies, you guys. I don't think, to your point, Deanna, that at any age that you don't want to connect with someone. And you're right. I think the intimacy is what gets missing and the sex gets confused in that. Because sometimes Trace and I, I'll play a game and I'll say, okay, tonight we're playing touch only, no penetration. And, that, <laughs> and set a timer. And, uh, you know, we can pretend that it's really like an hour or all night long, like all the songs say. Let's not lie on you know on this podcast set it for 10 minutes (laughs) set a 10 minute timer and just touch each other and just caress each other and just again and you know if it ends up in penetration good for you if it doesn't it will will. (laughs) if it doesn't there's some other things you got to do you know but I mean just things like that of making little games a cute friend of mine recommended a book of like 101 hot nights because some people aren't good at communicating or they're not really sexual but they they get that there's a missing in that intimacy and sexuality and they want to spark it. Buy a game, buy cards, read a book together. You know, if you're someone who can't say it out loud, use sexting or texting. And even if you shock your partner, it might be a really good shock. And yeah. do that and find a way because I think we're cheating ourselves when we say we don't want it or don't need it. That makes me sad. Trace now, sometimes when he sees people who are older, he's like, oh, they're like 73. What are they doing? I go, I'll trade you in. If you decide you're not sleeping with me anymore, we'll be 75 and I will trade your ass in. I'm not <laughs> sex till we're dead. I'm all, <laughs> there is medicine and there is lube. We are, we're screwing till we're out of this body, you know? <laughs> 
Oh He's my not God. Right on that program, but you know, I, I just, again, it, but I feel like that there's, it strengthens our bond. It strengthens our unity and it helps that strengthen gets us through the times where, I mean, we always love each other, but you guys, you can't live with someone 25 years and like them all the time. He doesn't always like me. I'm not always easy. I'm a strong-minded, opinionated, boss the shit out of you kind of a lady. Sometimes that's really good for him. Other times he's like, no, I'm not doing what you said. And I'm like, what? You usually do. What are you, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and you have to figure out how to weather those storms. And I feel like the strong connection and intimacy foundation and then throwing sex in because you want to or throwing sex in because they want to just helps keep those bonds tight and, and you guys moving forward together. And if you're not there, take one piece of what you've heard today and, and make that edit, whether it's communicating or, Hey, I feel like we're in a funk. Can we try something new? Whether that's new positions, it's easy married. Like I'm with Trace trying to be adventurous and his cop brain, like we can have sex in the car. I'm like, can we make out? Let's go to drive in. We just sit in the back and make out. He's like, we could do that at home. I'm like, but we don't. I said, I feel like I'm your grandma. It's like morning kiss. It's kiss. I'm like, you know, I, you, 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 you pet the dogs and cats in our lives more than you rub me. Some, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you have to watch and ask and be like, wait, I'm feeling cheated over here. You know, I want you to rub my, my tummy like that for half an hour. Like you just did the cat. And so <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. if you're Christy, you have a massage table and you can just lay on it and get your tummy rubbed, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> That would work. That would work. Well, I think it, you know, growing up, I grew up in a very conservative area and, you know, women were told to not, I mean, I shouldn't say that just, I think culturally it can happen and times have changed dramatically, which is, which is good. Religion. I mean, I mean, religion, religion, factor. Yeah. religion yeah. of you're not supposed to like it. You're supposed to abstain. You're supposed to, and then you're supposed to get married and all of a sudden love it, know how to have an orgasm, know how to do all that. And you feel like, Sometimes I think we had, we'd sent the wrong message that we're there to just please the other person. And I, I really do believe times are changing, but there's still a lot of that going on. And a lot of young women struggling with their, like, not feeling guilty to, okay, have oral sex or whatever. And I think whatever two people decide is okay to do together should be okay. But do you run into a lot of people asking you that? Like, do they feel guilty? Are they trying to get over that hurdle of, I can't, can't enjoy sex. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, I do think it's, I mean, I grew up in Utah and I have lots of friends and I'm a member of the, you know, culture there, even though my swearing doesn't lead to that. And maybe my tattoo, <laughs> I may be on the outskirts of that in some people's opinion, but you're right. It's like, don't, 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 don't. Okay. Green light go. And act yeah. like that, you know, both parties involved know what they're doing. They don't, yeah. you know, yeah. and, a, and a guy that starts fresh, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing and has no lasting power. So again, that's part of like, <laughs> but it can be a disappointment. You're right. I have a ton of girlfriends who are like, I thought it was going to be all this. I was horny. We made out, we, you know, dry humped each other and couldn't wait till we could really get clothes off. And now we did. And this is it. This is what I waited for. Yeah. And yeah. then they get stuck there and they stay there in their minds. Like, I don't love sex or I didn't have an orgasm or I don't know how I've met older ladies who are like, Jenna, I don't even know if I, I know I can have an orgasm anymore. And you're right. A lot of with women, it's emotional and it's mental and we do get in our heads. And so we have to find ways out of that. But I feel like that part's really individual and maybe not as much your partner that maybe we do need to take some time and read a dirty book or two and see what turns us on. You know, yeah. get some cards and read them and say, oh, I'm interested in that. And then take it and share with our partner. 
hey, I do like this. And things change over the years, you know, when you're pregnant and when you're, you know, breastfeeding and your boobs are not a, an excitement place anymore. They're a milk factory. I mean, Trace didn't even look at my boobs. Like he was scared of them for like every time, you know, we had a baby. I'm like, Hey, you did this. You can't be afraid. He's like, no, that's, they're not mine. They're, you know, this, the kids are releasing them. And I mean, so there's these weird times in your own marriage that that gets hard, but you're right. There's a, a persona and even a stigma of the pleasure of it, or it's even just, we're doing this when we want to, you know, have kids. And otherwise it's, eh, if we do, we do. And if we don't, we don't. But again, I feel like that's, you're cheating yourself first. And then I probably think, and it might be fair to say, and someone can throw a napkin ring at my head later, you're cheating <laughs> your partner. You know, you're cheating both of you of that opportunity to give and receive pleasure. So find out what you like, buy a toy. It's not dirty. It's not naughty. It's not, you know, sinning to find a way to have pleasure in your own body and then to know how to give and receive that pleasure with somebody else. And if your husband or partner does something you like, tell them that, you know, a moan, we might think, oh, I moaned really good when they did that or touch this or that. No, say out loud. Oh, I love that. Or I love it when you do that. Or it turns me on when, when this happens. I like kissing. Kissing is a big turn on for me. And so sometimes I'm like, let's, you know, I really want to just kiss, do that damn timer thing again. We're kissing five minutes. I'm like, you know, when we were dating, you like kiss for like hours. We haven't done that in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to ask for what you want, but you can't ask if you don't know. It kind of comes down to the basics, right? Just the communication at the end of the day, us vocalizing what we want, what our needs are so that our partner isn't guessing. They're not guessing yeah. and they're not just trying to figure it out and how much time can we save by just communicating? And it totally translates to our sexual relationship with each other, yeah, intimacy with each other. Mm -hmm. So Jenna, what would be your overall message? You've said a lot today, which is beautiful, powerful, insightful, but you know, if you wanted to give one direct message to a woman that is in her 20 plus years of marriage and she is questioning how she's going to find that drive, that sex drive, that intimacy or that connection. What would you say to her? I would say, and if it's really, I don't like or want sex, my answer would be take sex off the table in your brain and your heart. Say, say to yourself, you know what? I'm complete not having sex. Say that because I think sometimes you have to declare one thing complete to allow your mind and heart to open to something else. So if that really is your front big hurdle of, I don't want to have sex, I don't even like it anymore, then Say to yourself, I'm not doing it anymore, but I am going to practice intimacy with myself and my partner. I am going to practice communication. I am going to find out things that I like, and I'm going to share those things and have a different focus. If the one thing that's kind of churning and taking up space for you, take it off the table. Pick one other thing. I want to communicate better with my partner. And I realize now talking about sex that it really is in life. And I, I do need to share some things about the way I feel. And they might be uncomfortable. It might be awkward. I mean, adopt some of Renee Brown's. Be awkward. Be brave to have those conversations with your person. Because I really don't think anybody wants to be disappointing to who they're with. I don't think there's any man out there who's like, oh, I really hope my, my wife's not satisfied and disappointed and talks to all her girlfriends, you know? <laughs> so I would say take whatever's your biggest pain off the table. Pick something else. Communication intimacy, casual affection, have it be, you know, maybe even say that to your spouse, listen, I've been struggling and I want to not have sex for 30 days, but I want to be really intimate with you. I want to hold hands more. I want to kiss and I want to kiss longer and deeper. And I want to have 
touch classes, you know, and you pick who's in charge because I'm always in charge. So sometimes in those class pretend classes, I tell Tracy's in charge. I'm like, okay, you're in charge. Let's pretend you're the professor and I'm the student and you're in charge for 10 minutes and touching only. You tell me what you want me to do. And that helps me get out of my head. And that helps me get be present in the moment with him. And so again, that comes back to knowing yourself enough to be able to communicate what you need. So take off the biggest thing off the table, find new ways to communicate, and then find new ways to be intimate. And then Christine Deanna, I wonder if sex doesn't just naturally bubble up as something that's a little bit better and more exciting. I would agree with that. Okay, so Jenna, we're going to wrap this up. This has been awesome. I hope that our listeners are taking everything away that resonates with them. I always, whenever we have a conversation, I just always leave with a smile on my face and <laughs> a smile on my face. Does it sound like <laughs> I always, I always leave with some new insight, some, everybody needs a Jenna in their life. I say that I've said it before. Everybody needs a Jenna, but I want to ask you, we do this with all of our guests. If you could write a letter to your 20 year old self, what would you say to 20 year old Jenna? Uh, there's so many things in that, right? Not just, just in marriage and just in the marriage lane or in all of life. All life. I would say calm down. And that never helps when you're uptight, <laughs> but I'm an <laughs> uptight wound person. Calm down. Yell at your kids less to say to never yell at them. Wouldn't be fair. I'm a yelling mom. And the only reason I don't yell at them is because they don't live with me. <laughs> <laughs> yell at your kids less. And forgive faster. I'm a really forgiving person, but sometimes things get stuck. Um, Whether that's my OCD and I get a little obsessive compulsive and spin on things. So yeah, I would say forgive faster, yell less, and not be so hard on myself. I really always want to get it right. And I'm hard on myself when I think I don't. And honestly, in the totality of life and death and eternity and what have you, everything's rich. Every experience is valid in the experience. The hardest things I feel like in eternity aren't way different than our best things. We just feel like they are way different when we're here. So I really um, would tell myself to not get stuck in the details and the weeds and the weight of it and just be kinder to myself. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful, Jenna. Thank you for all your kind words. Thank you, everyone, for living through emojis. Um, blowjobs, dick touching in public and all these uh, topics. (laughs) I mean, I I think at the end of the day, if everybody just took a minute to rub their boobs up against their husband's back, we might have longer marriages. (laughs) Be like a cat, just rub on him. I just climb on him on the couch sometimes and just rub on him. He might, you know, it worked the other day in the middle of a halftime game. I'm like, God, I'm going to do this every basketball game you watch. I'm going to get screwed a lot more if I do this before every (laughs) halftime. So for all of you listeners who are wondering how you make it 25 years plus, this is what might help you. There you go. Or not. I hope it does. If not, you know, we tried. <laughs> We're going to see the sell of coconut oil just go up. Hey, I use it for eye makeup remover because my skin's really sensitive. I take my mascara off every night with it. Every bedroom should have coconut oil for lots of reasons. <laughs> I love it. There's a plug for coconut oil. Coconut oil. <laughs> I, it doesn't even matter if it's virgin or refined or unrefined. It's You have total freedom. Any coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> this has been awesome, Jenna. Thank you. So, it's so nice to meet you. And thank you so much for being on today. Thanks, Jenna. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone could benefit, please share. If there's a conversation you think we should be having or a topic that resonated with you, please let us know. You can engage and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces of a Woman Podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a comment. 